the o the OAT is something new we have introduced at Firms Consulting. Um, I think the most important thing to understand about this is that if you have made it to the point of being invited to an OAT, I think that's a very good sign because about 50% of applications don't make it past through the resume screening. So, you know, you can be happy about that. Now, a couple of things you need to know here. The OAT is a test. I'll just call it the test from here on. Is a test you can only be invited to write. There's no way for you to write it in any other format. You have to be invited to write the test. And it's not a test that you can prepare for, right? When you can't sit down and practice it because there's no other test like this in the world, right? We are not, not, I stress, testing your ability to pass the McKinsey PST or a BCG screening exam. This is not another PST test, not another screening exam test. So don't worry and say, oh, I failed the OAT. Um, I'm not going to pass the PST. It's not testing for the same things, right? I'll get to what is testing in a minute. The online exam has no pass mark. It's not as if you have to get so many answers right because the test is self-correcting and depending on the previous answer you gave, it gives you another set of questions and depending on the answer you give here, it gives a set of questions here. So depending on the way you choose to answer the first question, you're going to get a completely diff different set of questions versus someone else, right? In that way, it's a lot like the GMAT. It is a self-correcting exam. Irrespective of the score you get, the test is just one thing we look at when we make the final decision, right? Now, if you want to understand this test better, I'm going to talk to you about what this test is actually trying to do. This test tests business judgment. Now, you can look at the data that we've culled from the consulting office season one where we show you how important an impact business judgment makes. It's the same with all of our clients. Those who score highest on business judgment always do well in the program. Now, if you don't have business judgment, no worries. But we do want to know how low your business judgment level is so we know, given all of the other development areas you need, how much time do we need to invest in business judgment and beefing that up, right? So if you're weak on a whole lot of things and you're weak in business judgment, we know there's a lot of work required. So we can think, okay, this guy wants to interview in two months. Is it reasonable? No, he needs at least six months to prepare. Because the last thing we want to do is allow someone into the program and then realize a major development area cannot be fixed in the time available. So we want to test for that. And that's what the business judgment test is doing. It's going to give you some problems. No math or anything like that. Don't worry about it. But it's not even a logic problem. It's about guessing. You have to intuitively guess and tell me what's happening here, right? No preparation, no understanding of math is required, no understanding of business is required, no understanding of finance and accounting and so on. It's going to test some very simple concepts to see if you can intuitively understand them. Now, if you do well in the test, it tells us you have a high business judgment. If you do poorly in the test, it tells us you have a low business judgment. If you have a low business judgment, that's okay. At least we know you have a low business judgment and we can ensure that we build sufficient time into the program to, to cater for that. The most important thing about the online test is that I would suggest that when you're about to write the test, make sure you sleep well, um, you know, you're not fatigued and so on, because the test plays on similarities. It's, it's known as the similarity rule for testing. Let's assume at the beginning of the test we talk about 18 million people in a market, right? 
Later in the test, we'll use the 18 million again, but we won't be talking about people in the market. We'll say 18 million dollars marketing budget. If you're not paying attention and do what most people do, they only read the 18 million and they'll assume because the 18 million appeared up front and it appeared at the bottom, what appeared at the bottom must be the same 18 million that appeared up front. They will not be able to use the right data input. So that's what we're playing on, right? You need to be fresh, aware of what's happening when you take the test. There is, um, it's not a difficult test, but I think it's an important test. And, you know, there are, I think that it's very easy for you to sit down with someone and take the test. But what I would suggest you do is you take it yourself because it's important to know how you performed. And you can see your score at the end. And if you get a low score because you get the score while you write the test, don't worry. It does not mean anything. If you get a low score, it's okay, right? Most people are going to get a very low score in the test. For us, the test is not as important as telling us what your score is, but by analyzing the way you answered the question, it's going to tell us why you scored as lowly as you did. And the why is important to us. You know, you can get two people, one scoring a 5 out of 20, another one scoring 5 out of 20. I'm not saying the test has 20 questions, just as, a, as an example. Now, let's assume 5 is a low score. One person scoring 5 out of 20 will be allowed into the program because we felt that the reason they scored lowly, by analyzing the structure of their responses, it indicated to us that they did understand what was happening, but they just struggled to elaborate on that. But someone else scoring 5 out of 20, they won't get in because, in our opinion, they didn't have any of the foundational skills required. They made a lot of mistakes on the foundational skills. So. The score is irrelevant, the reasoning is more important, and that's what the system is testing for. So remember, there's a lot like cases in this regard. The final result is not important. You can get a 20 out of 20, but you still not be, you may not get in based on the way the system analyzed your reasons for providing the answers, right? So think very carefully about the answers you're providing, and it's more important to explain why you selected something than selecting the right answers. So when you're doing the test, Spend more time thinking about the reason. It's going to ask you for a reason for doing something. Type it in. You'll see the space is not unlimited, so it's going to force you to be, to summarize your thinking. And once you provide that information, you are fine. And the system won't give you. The system will tell you your score out of twenty, with the low score being, you know, means you got less right. But the system doesn't score your. Um, your rationale for your decisions. That is something we do afterwards. But that score is more important than what you got right or wrong. The reason is more important than the answer. So remember that when you're doing the online test. It's also good to, it, it's not, it's not like a PST. It's not designed to be like a PST. It's testing your ability to prepare for a PST and prepare for cases. So then if you score lowly, yeah, it at least gives you an indication that you know what, you've got a lot of work to do to prepare for the PST, a lot of work to do to prepare for cases. So in that way, I think it's very useful as well. But again, don't worry too much about that. We are most worried about why you made the decisions you made and what that means for your learning schedule.